Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 241 for November 13th, 2016. Today's guest is Donald Vincent, who's also known as Mr. Hip, and I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians, to pastors, to authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 12 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere at at michaelherron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email mikeypod at gmail.com. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Check out the colorful buttons on the right sidebar of this blog post at MikeyPod.com. And there are lots of options there to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Hello. It has been a very long time. Listen. Hello. It's early. It's uh, 7.19 on a Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> what? It's so cliche to be like, I'm going to drink a drink in my coffee, but I actually am. I had shows in New York City this week of The Animal Show. If this is your first time listening, I do a multimedia show called The Animal Show that I wrote while in residence at Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary. It's stories and electronic music, and I have a string quartet, and there's video. Um, And I'm going to Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary today, as soon as I'm done recording this, uh, with some kids from Cabaret for a Cause. That's another thing that I do. So many of the things. So let's... It's been a long time. Eh, Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry about that, but I guess you guys know by now, (laughs) when I have a show coming up, I freak out, like, in a really rough way, especially this last round. I have this thing where I'm like, listen, okay, this, the shows were amazing. I had huge crowds at both nights, amazing supportive crowds. So that's great. That is awesome. But leading up to the show is this torture. (laughs) It sounds so dramatic, but so I am in this space of like, you know, checking ticket ticket sales and there's like 10 tickets sold and I'm like, what? 10 tickets? And I'm like freaking out about having the money to pay the musicians and freaking out about having paid for publicity, which there's no guarantee for someone like me because I'm not like majorly well known. So even with a publicist, people are like, eh, like whatever. I don't know what that is. Um, so it's this weird, I had a major, <laughs> it sounds so dramatic to say it, I had a major existential crisis. Like, why is this what I do? Why is the thing that makes me feel like I'm doing my purpose to make these shows that cost money, take a lot of time to do? I have to have an outside job to fund the thing. Okay, so sorry, it sounds like I'm complaining, and I'm, I'm trying to explain to you where I get, because I'd like to not get there anymore. Um, so anyway, it just becomes this big, overwhelming thing, and I'm w- awake at night like, what? what happened? Why did I say I would do this again? And torture. <laughs> I don't want to leave the house, and I'm taking naps instead of rehearsing the show, which is the whole thing. And then... I have the show and a million people come and it's packed and everyone loves it. People are crying and laughing and smiling and I'm telling stories that matter to me about stuff that matters to me and it is it all is worth it. <laughs> but it's awful. Like the lead up is awful. And the reason is I'm in this place 
or I'm not making money off of this thing, the success equals touching people, right? So even with those packed crowds, I'm probably out $1,000 doing the show. Even with my Patreon subscribers, you know what I mean? Which is like, now I'm ahead of where I used to be, right? So when I did the show last year, I was just out everything. I got grants and everything. <laughs> and I was still just, I paid to do the show three nights because I did it three nights. And But people came and they loved it. And those same people came back and loved it again. And they loved this new version of it. And they are telling me, please keep doing it. Uh, so I have to stick with it. And I have to figure out how to... Uh, either not freak out and just keep doing it until enough people start coming to it and signing onto my Patreon and all that other stuff so that I don't have to flip out about money so bad every time. And it's not like I'm over dramatic about stuff, but I'm not being over dramatic about the money. Like it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Cause I don't have, I can't meet my own like basic needs. <laughs> like that's not true. I, I eat every day. I have a place to live. Um, I need to go to the dentist. Can't afford it. Um, over the summer, I lost my health insurance because I couldn't afford it um, when I was on tour because that was so expensive. But I got to go places and start writing the story. You know, like I'm making sacrifices that seem kind of dumb <laughs> when I look at the whole scheme of things. Right. So I made all these sacrifices to do this thing when I'm looking at it like uh, like it, it was success. When success equals money, this looks really stupid. Like, it looks ridiculous. But when success equals touching people and um, feeling uh, a sense of fulfillment and authenticity, well, it's perfect, makes perfect sense. But that don't pay the rent, girl. So anyway, I'm sleepy. I'm still waking up. I feel like I'm a little bit. I think it's good because I'm sort of being really honest about this stuff in a way that I'm not always or that is hard to, you know, cause when I'm, when I talk to people who aren't doing this type of thing, I don't think they understand exactly the levels of freak out and the levels of like an, an arts organization, like an arts organization that has money, you know, like to whatever degree an arts organization has money. There's a person that does social media. There's a person that does, uh, what like the other stuff I did like staying in like there's a manager who does like who oversees the whole process of making the show happen there's a stage manager there's you know what I mean like it was me and my director and I was so busy working to pay for the show and working to do the administrative part of the show I didn't have time to like have a daily rehearsal with my director who I also don't pay he just does he does it, we do an exchange. I write music for films that he makes, um, which that's a beautiful exchange, P.S. Um, but it's it's tough. It's really tough. And now that I got passed by two New York shows and people came, um, that's great. Um, so I have to make it more sustainable and I have to figure out a way to do it without hiring musicians every time. And I have to find ways to go to places that will... Um, what's that word? Sponsor the show. So I don't have to pay for like expenses and stuff, you know, like, but that's not, but I don't think I'm enough of a person. I'm a, I'm a complete person. I don't think I'm enough of a, uh, draw for people to 
necessarily feel like they want to give me money to do this in all cases. There's one place coming up that I think they will do that. Uh, so anyway, that's where I'm at with this thing. And that's the long way of saying, sorry, there wasn't a podcast during that time. <laughs> I was busy flipping out and being upset. And uh, now I'm not because I did the shows and it was great. If you go to my website, there's a post up, um, Seth Webster, another amazing vegan artist who just was like, hey, do you want me to come take pictures? So we came and took pictures of my show completely just out of the kindness of his heart uh, to support some vegan art. So uh, check out my uh, michaelherron.com. The most recent blog post has some gorgeous photos from the show. Um, I'm going to be in Philly at the Rotunda at November 16th. Come to that show and buy a ticket, please, and a T-shirt while you're there. Uh, These are the things that keep it going, right? Um, And then after these shows... I'm moving to a new apartment, and then I am uh, going to start working on an album, the Animal Show album and the Animal Show book. Uh, yeah, so great. It's really, it's so, like the week before, the, literally everyone I talked to was like, this is stupid. Like I was mad at myself for even deciding to do this show again, like perpetually. So in... Okay, I gotta shut up about it. I'm talking about it too much. Um, the great news is a lot of people came, and it was a beautiful experience. And being on stage, like doing the show, the, the show, and telling these stories, a lot of them I was telling on the road. It's really nice because I'm so used to talking to an audience in that storyteller way. It's really beautiful, and um, I love it. So here's to moving forward and and finding a way to do this without losing my shit like every time. <laughs> it was really bad, you guys. But anyway, we're here. Everything's okay. <laughs> Everything's great. And that's it. If you like this always free podcast, P.S., and the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of those things. And especially, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there. And I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create. Uh, Saying that little blurb after my whole diatribe I just did. I guess you see now why I do stuff like Patreon. Um, But also, it's it's so hard for it not to feel tacky. Um, But it's not tacky, right? Uh, You like this podcast, and if you have a couple extra bucks a month, send it my way. Um, And that money will go to the podcast, to um, photographs I take, to uh, doing this show to spreading the word about the show, to vegan activism that I do, other kinds of activism that I keep meaning to add more of to my roster. Um, But it's okay that veganism is the thing right now for me. Uh, Yeah, oh my God. I would have turned this podcast off by now. Uh, Enough about me and all that stuff. Today's guest is Donald Vincent, also known as Mr. Hip. He's a vegan, jazzy, hip-hop artist, poet, painter, and avid lover of all things, now based in New York City. He's originally from Southeast Washington, D.C., and his music blends an eclectic mix of rap, style, swag, and music for the hipsters, as well as the streets. His poems can be found online in a variety of literary magazines, and I just love this guy. We met at the uh, Compassion Arts Festival that I was a part of uh, a few weeks ago. And I just really love his stage presence. I love his writing. I love his music. I just love his person. And I'm really excited that he's on the podcast. We're going to listen to a track from him before we hear the interview. This is called International Swag. Yeah, yeah. I'm in France, nigga. We, we. Plus 33. 
Girl so cultured at the Louvre and shit Looking at art and Gucci I'm like, damn, we we Mona Lisa Ave vu, Instagram pasta Who's that? Tez, your liege I'm a red, rest day, who contact Escaton, numero, or WhatsApp Just sweet monsieur here Come fuck with me Yeah, yeah Swag a status symbol when I'm international Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you I wanna get back with you, can I see you this afternoon? Swag a status symbol when I'm international Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you I wanna get back with you, can I see you this afternoon? All eyes on me out in Perry, two-way American She know she want that we week Backtracking, backpacking, hit my man's in them on WhatsApp Like what's happening, say the hoes from Iceland trying to get it cracking It's Mr. Hip, I'm Mrs. Mac and Mademoiselle Fine as hell, brains and bells, love my accent Nothing that she lacking, let her lead the way to the crib Like aye aye, captain, after we commence Remind me of Olympian gymnastics The way she make a back bend Making songs about my lovers, they don't Want to track again? Love the French, love the UK, even Bay from hey, the baby. Netherlands, the Almighty Pound, Euro and Dollar. What I represent? Swagger status symbol when I'm international. Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through. Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you. I wanna get back with you. Can I see you this afternoon? Swagger status symbol when I'm international. Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through. Old girl calling my phone. Like I can't be mad at you I wanna get back with you Can I see you this afternoon? All eyes on me out in London They looking at me weird So they ask me where I come from She like the taste of vegan cum And she wanna be my chum chum Want it on her tongue Bend it over mom And let me put it in your bum bum I'm walking off at the National Gallery St. Clair sent these beats While some chick was bagging me Asking me for photographs Pre-fashion week My fashion chic don't Never pay a stylist, I give away swag for free Catch me down shore ditch on my vintage hipster shit Custom kicks so unique, thanks to Curtistic Just doing the damn thing like a Nike switch on a plane While I write these hits, one night with me is priceless Swag a status symbol when I'm international Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you I wanna get back with you, can I see you this afternoon? Swag a status Symbol when I'm international Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you I wanna get back with you, can I see you this afternoon? All eyes on me in Manhattan wow. On the subway reading French poetry yeah, yeah. The strangers wanna get to know me Shorty say she from Paris If you haven't girl problems I feel bad for you son I got 99 problems all revolved around income Trying to stack funds having too much Fun. Back in the city, hanging with a bitty that I met in the United Kingdom. Cop some end season soap, smelling like pumpkin. Charlotte in town, we eating vegan dumplings. They love me cause I chase the Starbucks. Need it in the lump sum. Making America great again. Think I'm Trump some. I changed my name from Mr. Hip. They still calling me handsome. Swag a status symbol when I'm international. Smash a rap to me cause I'm just passing through. Old girl calling my phone like I can't be mad at you. I wanna get back with you. Can I see you this afternoon? Swag a status symbol when I'm international. Smash a rap to me and cause I'm just passing through.
That was International Swag from Donald Vincent, also known as Mr. Hip, who is joining me now. Welcome to the show, Hip. How do you do, Michael? So good. We we just met, uh, I guess, a week ago at the uh, Compassion Arts and Compassion Animals Festival. And that was uh, like your set. This, I, I don't even know where to start. I loved what you did. Uh, I love uh, your poetry. So I, you're a poet. You're a musician. You're a you're a events planner, starter, community builder. There's so many different things we could talk about. I guess let's talk about the uh, Compassion Arts Fest. How did you get involved with that? Um, I got involved with that about I want to say a year ago. Um, I did an event with Maple Farm Sanctuary, which is a animal sanctuary up in Minden, Massachusetts, um, where I read my poetry. Um, I came into contact with Maple Farm Sanctuary through my work, um, just just outreach with Boston Organics. They delivered some food um, for the animals at the sanctuary. And then they had asked for me to come read my poetry at an event, which was really nice, where I met um, the founder of Compassion Arts, um, Ellie Sardi, um, there. And then from there, she really enjoyed my poetry and she talked to me about collaborating and making some music um, and some more poetry pieces. And that's how I came um, about there. The, the set you guys did at the end and then your sort of your work with the, uh, the trumpet player. What was her name? Um, Alex Johnson. Very Alex, talented, very talented. Alex Johnson. Your veganism is showing up in your work a pretty fair amount. I was listening through what you've got on uh, SoundCloud and that sort of thing. How long have you been vegan? I have been vegan. Today actually marks my fourth full year of being vegan. So I'm starting on year five today, actually. Oh, nice. So what? what's the story? Like, what made you decide to go vegan? There was a mixture of things that decided that made me do the decision. Um, first of all, um, I started off into veganism by eating organic foods, and then I just couldn't understand the price of organic meat and how organic meat and grass-fed beef was marketed. So I started to look more into that, um, and I eventually just got rid of um, meat and animal products in my diet uh, from there. There was a poetry event that I had, and a young lady um, did a poem about how chickens are treated in America um, with a very with a very nice image um, of a stuffed animal version of a chicken. Um, and then from there, I began to see that you know chickens and the way animals are treated in factory farms are sort of how we treat um, and oppress other people of co- people of color and and just in the United States. Um, and then from there. I just said it's time and I gave up. Um, and I want to say a few months into actually being vegan is when I started to see um, the animal activist community and what they were doing. Um, so that was my introduction into being vegan. Yeah. And and working it into your, your poetry and your I don't, I, this question, I don't know, feels sort of obvious, but I'm always curious about like why why other people because I do this, too, where I, I infuse my the work I create with, uh, with my advocacy and my activism and all that kind of stuff. What, what works for you about that? My music is, and my art is a part of my daily life, my daily expression. Um, and that's my way of reaching others. I'm, I try to lead by example. 
um, by just how, what I eat. I may post something on Instagram and people may say that looks cool. Um, but then I try to infuse it into art, um, into those different communities that I am. Because if I'm eating something or, you know, putting on a cruelty-free product that just smells good, um, I think that a lot of people will be drawn to that in a poem um, that invigorates the senses, in a hip-hop song um, that may, may rhyme a, a vegan company product name um, with something cool or something that's of relevancy to pop culture. Um, so that's how it works for me, um, working into that, that advocacy and that veganism message into my art. Yeah, and like you, you're doing a thing that I think is super cool. Uh, you're uh, some of the images you had uh, during your performance were like. Uh, did I understand correctly that you were you've just started diving into like doing this digital design kind of thing? Oh yes, um, that is correct. <laughs> but I love those images. A lot of people laugh when they first see them, but then it oh, and then when they think about it, it's the messages there. Um, but I, I started a circle of life a series where I have different animals represented by circles um, the scenery and all of the artwork in the scenery um, through digital use is of different you know scenes um, that depict everyday experiences and life experiences for animals and what they grow through. Um, but yes, I'm glad you laughed at those. The thing I really appreciate that about that is um, your willingness to just be like, okay, I'm learning how to do this, and you just put it up on stage. And you know, you're like, you're experimenting and trying new stuff. And it's, a lot of people, myself included, get really nervous about like, I don't know, like, I'm not good at this yet, or it doesn't look the way I think it should look yet, or whatever. And it seems like you have this openness to just let it be what it is in the point of your process. Am I like getting that? That is right. That is perfectly right. You know, it's art is an experiment. Um, life is an experiment. And, you know, experiment also is intertwined with experience, you know. So you have to show people how you experience your art. And I like to walk people through the process of my art. And, I, and I'm glad you touched on that because one of the circle drawings, which had the circle drawing of a pig, shows pigs all different shapes, all different sizes, enjoying humongous mounts of grass, um, you know, and those pigs are there to live free and to be free. But the way people associate themselves with pigs are immediately through food. So I tried to have that image of the pig just living a pig's life and having nothing else to do with anyone, um, as opposed to your wonderful visual that you had of pigs on their way to the factory farm. And, you know, you were out there, you were, you know, telling the people how you all felt you all were giving water to those pigs before they met their, you know, ultimate, you know, end. And so I think those two images, while one's digital, one's a creation, one's in process, they both work with each other and they both are in conversation with each other. So that's why I like showing people, you know, and walking people through my art. Yeah. And, you know, like I have to say, like part of what, uh, I really got out of watching you made me want to go back to my work and, and be a little bit more um, daring, I guess, or take more risks. You know, like that, that pig video I had to me, it always has been like, I mean, always it's just existed for maybe a week and a half now, <laughs> but it's like, I want it to be less uh, um, literal, you know, like it's got these images and I want it, those to be present, but I also want to experiment and play around with the way it looks and maybe make it less what it is. And, and there's that part of me that's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. But it's kind of cool seeing, seeing your process just happening 
on stage, it sort of gave me permission in a way to be like, oh yeah, I can go back and just try a new thing and just see what happens. Maybe I can do, you know, like, I don't know. I, I get, I think I get nervous about doing stuff the quote unquote right way. So then I just don't even do it at all. Uh, so it's cool to see like someone who's open and just sort of genuine with their process like you are. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, I appreciate it, man. I know, like I, I really love the part of your video where you, you, you just, it was one point, you know, it, it's that, that image like stuck with me and will be stuck with me is that there's just a point where there's a pig and it's, that pig is getting so much water and it's just like drinking all the water, like as much water as it possibly can get. And like, it just, it really shows survival. But at the end of the day, it shows you the fate of people because of the way we as humans as a collective thing. So, you know, I appreciate that. You talked about your um, making connections between how animals were treated and that oppression of animals and oppression of people of color. And it's something that I sort of relate to. And I think my being uh, queer sort of informed my desire to be vegan too. So like sort of feeling that sort of, you know, whatever oppression I felt as being a gay man in this, you know, in our society sort of opened my mind to other forms of oppression. Is that kind of what your experience was with the veganism? Yes. I think with veganism, it, it was, you know, and you may understand this also as a gay man, but with veganism, it's almost like you come from a discriminated population and segment of people and then you go into another organization where you feel whole because i feel at comfort and i feel at ease with everyone in the vegan community but the vegan community as a whole is also one that's also discriminated and looked against differently um so i will say i experienced that as well i I have a question about a picture on your website (laughs) you're there's a picture where you're reading the giving tree by shel silverstein Uh uh-huh uh what uh, that book has always baffled me. <laughs> what is it? Is it a favorite of yours? Is that why it's in the picture? Oh, um, <laughs> that's funny. I had <laughs> last roommate take that a few years ago. Uh, we did a fundraiser. Um, me with my poetry organization and the people that helped me. We did a fundraiser where we raised money for books and youth literary organizations in Boston. And so I had the given tree because I have all the books that I've ever owned as a kid um, on my bookshelves um, uh, prior to moving to Brooklyn. Um, But we had those, we did a little photo shoot to promote the fundraiser. Um, We had a couple of artists, friends of mine. Uh, We had Dara Wire. She gave us some autographed books to fundraise. James Franco actually sent over a book um, to fundraise. So we auctioned those off during a poetry reading. And all of the money that we raised, we purchased books and gave books to about three different organizations in Boston um, around Christmas time. I think it was two or three years ago. Um, so that's why I have the Give a Dream um, in that image on my website. Uh, got it. Love it. Uh, th- that book... like. <laughs> I don't even know if this is really a topic for conversation, but what, like, what do you take from that book? Like, I, I don't understand what the takeaway from that book is. And I've always tried to figure it out. You know, I always just think about how the tree will always keep giving until it can't give anymore. Um, and I just think that I always equate that with compassion people, you know, compassionate people, like you give and give until there's nothing else to give. Um, sort of like, you know, you do with your art, Michael. Um, I'm also a fan of your music. Um, but just sort of how you give and give 
as much as compassion as you can for just being vegan. Um, you know, so that's what I take of that book. I want to talk about your music a little bit more. Uh, we listened to International Swag. Um, you, do you have anything to throw out about that about that track? Yes, uh, that was one of that was my second favorite track um, off an of upcoming EP that I'll be releasing in December. Um, it's called International Hip. After leaving Boston, I went on about a ten day vacation over to Paris um, and visited a few places in in Europe. Um, and so that was kind of like the catalyst for the song being created uh, and working on that project. And it was the first actual project that I recorded in Brooklyn, um, which was also a good time. But it's one of those things where I'm, I'm just, I experienced me being me in another country. Um, and it was totally different how I've come to see and grow up here. And, you know, we think of France as the as the cheese capital but they had so many like vegan options out there um london too and london's one of the fastest growing like places for vegan food throughout uh looking at the happy cow app and how they're constantly adding uh you know like things like that on their webs on their websites about the pop-up vegan places so yeah uh, that's cool to know. Like people, my, my sister-in-law is vegan and I actually haven't talked to her about veganism in a really long time. I mean, she, my sister-in-law isn't vegan. She's French <laughs> and she, and she was very like adamant about the fact like, oh, we don't have that in France. <laughs> There's no vegans in France. So I'm happy to know that she's wrong. Yes, yes, yes. There are so many places. If you need some, I will tell you all the secret places that I've visited. And the Happy Cow app works internationally. I didn't know that. Yes, it works internationally. As long as you have one of those data plans that work, <laughs> it works internationally. Uh, it, it was a, a joy to have. Um, and I also reached out to uh, someone on Instagram that traveled the country uh, or the world eating different vegan foods. And she kind of helped out as well. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I love being vegan for that. Like there's so many people, so many vegans and they're all like, please let me help you. Like everyone is really into helping each other. If only to find vegan food. I think it's awesome. Yes. Yes. You've got a project in the work. This is what I gathered from your show. So I might be saying this wrong. I saw that you had a, like you made an ad for a fanciful Fox. Yeah. Yes. I also make uh, do branding and marketing for vegan companies because I would like to help companies that I like the you know the people behind the products, the actual products, and push them out to an audience that I have um, based on you know my experiences and the people that I've met along the way. So we made a commercial, which was our first release um, of a commercial to uh, via YouTube. Um, and then that was really fun to work with Amanda. I actually saw her earlier today at the vegan market and she said at the Boston Veg Fest, someone said, Hey, do you know Donald? Um, I think he created a commercial for you all and you know, they bought products and you know, I, I, I she didn't remember who it was uh, by name because they met so many people at the Veg Fest because, you know, being vegan is cool now and just growing. But, you know, she actually, you know, said that that commercial helped. So that's, you know, that's why I want to help create and help work with different companies. Um, so that was a pleasure. You're in the world of event creation too, yeah? Am I picking that up right? Yes. Um, I think by networking, I make all sorts of events. Um, back up in Boston, I started Mr. Hip Presents. Um, and that's what we did, the fundraiser 
through. Um, but I started Mr. Hip Presents. We were, uh, it was just me, um, my good friend Charlotte, who ran our social media, and Joanna, who assisted with everything that we did um, and kept me and Charlotte sane. But we took poetry, we took jazz music and blues music and infused those type of events in art galleries. Um, and I've gotten to do those um, all throughout the East Coast, which has been fun. Um, and I also do community outreach organizing. So, for example, I just helped plan an event with my uh, actual job, you know, my job at PEN America. Um, and I was able to do a press freedom event in Detroit. So I got to hear a lot about what's going on in the Detroit community. Um, so I met up with Pages Bookshop, which is a bookstore out there. And we had local reporters, local journalists and local authors come talk to the community about censorship, uh, fact checking and just the importance of being literate with today's news and all of the fraudulent information that is on the Internet. So that was one of the last events I created and one of my favorite so you know i do events all over um any type of activist communities and things of that nature uh where is the best place to find you online uh the best place to find me online i would say is instagram you know that's my easiest form uh, and that's mr underscore hip um and then also my website which is dmcdonaldvincent.com that's just my main hub for things if you're looking for my music it's, you know, Mr. Hip that space, S-P-A-C-E, um, and everything vegan friendly through my cooking show that we have, my meal prep show, and also to the commercials and the branding. And oh, the my God. But that's pamplemuse.com. So that's L-E-P-A-M-P-L-E-M-U-S-E.com. So, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even know you had a... <laughs> I was like, so much to cover, and I didn't even know anything. I didn't know you had a cooking show, too. Oh, yeah. We did a little cooking show. Um, I used to teach at a college, at Emerson College in Boston, and one of my students was also vegan. Um, so she helped uh, bring my, my creative thought, and she directed a cooking show that we titled That's So Vegan. Um, the first episode we released was uh, How to Make a Green Smoothie Taste Good. Um, a lot of people always talk about how green leafy vegetables and smoothies taste terrible but i have a secret ingredient you just have to watch the first episode then our second episode was the no sauce pasta kind of one of those times where you don't have any tomatoes or tomato sauce and how do you make a, a nice creamy vegan pasta without any you know with with minimal ingredients so we did that and then our next we have five episodes in the first season um our next episode is going to be a, a Mexican hot chocolate. So once the temperature begins to drop, we'll be releasing that of uh, vegan, vegan deliciousness. So, yep, yep. Oh, nice. I'm like, I've just pulled it up on my YouTube. The minute we're off the phone, I'm going to be watching these. Right. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. We're going to close the show with another one of your tracks called uh, Money, Sex and Food. Anything you want to throw out about that before, uh, before we go? Um, I was hanging out at Brooklyn Whiskers. Uh, I met a model, um, like accidentally. I didn't know she was a model at the time. Um, and then we hung out my first visit to New York right before I moved here. And I guess we got some vegan food. Uh, we ate at Peace Food Cafe, I think. Is mm. And then I made a song about that experience and just hanging out with her. Um, and it was a joy to make uh, with my good friend who's an artist. Um, and it's featuring Curtistic. Oh, amazing. Cool. So we'll listen to that track. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. 
Oh, thank you for having me, Michael. And it was a pleasure. And again, you know, I love your art and I'm honored to, you know, chat with you. Get my kick up, then take my shot like I'm shooting the three. She all about her bread, but keep it gluten free. This a fairy tale, it ain't no sequel. She number one, I nicknamed her prequel. I'm at the peak, ain't no equal. I'm at the top. Her heart on her sleeve, and baby, it's see through. Money, sexy food. Have you seen her? She's super official In magazines and the runway But she not superficial In her off-white bag she dressed to impress, don't shop at Express Ragging bones on my waist <laughs> These pants ain't guess Nah, nigga The clothes that she rock Limit to the deal Look like you bury more go in the distance Let's count it up, call it a dish Give her the slip, she give me permission Money, sex, and food And sex, and you I just think about money, sex, and food and sex and you, I just think about money, sex and food. And sex and you, I just think about money, sex and food. And sex and you, I just think about. At these events, they private locations. You can't get in without invitation. Vegan restaurants, you make great recommendations. Girl, you a star, my constellation. That was money, sex, and food. Yes. <laughs> From uh, Donald Vincent, a.k.a. Mr. Hip. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Mr. Hip, for being on the show. Uh, yeah, you guys who sat through my sort of, I don't know, that that was a tirade in the beginning, but, you know, I got to work this stuff out, and it 
this is, I guess, where I do it. So I appreciate you listening. If you got feedback about any of that stuff, I'd love to hear it. Um, MikeyPod at gmail.com is where you can email me. Um, yeah, and if you would like to support my work, I got to be honest, I really need the help. Uh, Patreon.com slash Michael Heron. Even a $1 a month subscription to that is, it matters, you know, because um, there's people like just, it's, the money really matters, but even more than that, it's the fact that there are people that are like, this is cool what you're doing. Here's a dollar. Like, <laughs> I literally feel a little choked up thinking about just that, you know, like, because um, especially because it's solo work that I do and this podcast, I'm just sitting in my apartment making this thing. Um, and I love doing this stuff, um, but it doesn't always, it's hard to know that people out there really care that it's happening. Uh, and it, it really, I, I need to know that. That's, that's the honesty of it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading this. I notice when people download, so that matters too. <laughs> so if what, in whatever way you're supporting what I do, I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you could swing by the uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts and leave a positive review of this, it'd be great too. Um, I think that's everything. I will probably see you next week. Thanks.